Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Every month, enthusiastic St. Louis diners face a difficult question. Which new restaurant should I try? Fortunately, our friends at Sauce Magazine are experts in answering just that question. Here to discuss this month's hit list is Catherine Claney. She's the managing editor of Sauce Magazine. We're also joined by Mira Nagarajan. Mira is the magazine's art director. Uh, Catherine and Mira, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So this month, you're recommending um, a few less restaurants than what we saw last month. Was it a slow month in the scene? A lot of places got pushed back. Yeah, so we go to press um, sort of around the between the 22nd and the 25th of every month, and a lot of places just opened right after that, or (laughs) as as it always happens, or they just pushed back a little longer. So we'll just keep following the openings and see what comes next. So we're not seeing any trend of a a slowdown here. It was just luck of the deadlines. I think luck of the deadlines more than anything else. Well, so on that front, um, there are a couple restaurants that I know you two are super excited about. I feel like, Catherine, people are just so jonesed about Utah Station. Chris Bertke, the executive chef there, was actually a guest yesterday on our show. Um, But for those who missed it, tell us about this restaurant. Sure. So Utah Utah Station is a um, small space in Benton Park that serves a mostly vegan menu, but it's not uh, necessarily the the salads that you may be thinking of. It's a lot of, uh, he calls it sort of, plant. it's a plant-based meat substitute that he's developed. So think your Impossible Burger, but something that he's made um, independently of any corporation. And he does a lot of what he calls fast food inspired favorites, all the things that he missed uh, when he went vegan about 20 years ago. So there's a Big Mac with a K, crab. <laughs> uh, tacos, which he uh, says thinks think Jack in the Box tacos, sans animal products. Uh, People love Jack in the yeah, Box tacos. A, a roast beef and cheddar. Uh, think Arby's roast beef. Um, but we've, I know Mir and I have actually both been multiple times. Yeah. Well, my husband went vegetarian a couple of years ago, and he like missed sausage pizza right. and like those Jack in the Box tacos. And when we went there, the tacos were my favorite thing. I think the pizza was his for sure because they do a vegan sausage, and I I think they offer vegan cheese mm-hmm. and then a couple different sauces, so you can build your own if you want to mix and match. But everything we've tried there has been so good, and it definitely is. It's reminiscent of like, you know, late night after you go out and, you know, if you've been to a couple of bars, it's like the perfect, that kind of food where it's like craveable and kind of salty and really Basically delicious. drunk food. Yeah, it's yeah. totally that. And it's really, it's a good version of it. I think so many people, when you hear that buzzword, like it's vegan, it's like it's going to be automatically health conscious, nutrition dense. But I don't think that's the goal here. It's just... Let's have a good time, and it happens to be plant based yeah, mostly. I agree. My my, my boyfriend is, is vegan. I eat anything, <laughs> and so we both go to we're both we both go here, and we're both satisfied with the the vegan options that are available. And it's it doesn't feel like I'm eating fake meat. It feels like a really good burger that just happens to be vegan. Um, and if you are a carnivore, they do have options for you. Um, hmm. I, they explained it to me as as. They sort of flipped what most vegans encounter at a, at a restaurant in St. Louis, which is maybe 10% of the menus available to them. Um, they flipped that. So 90% of the menu is available to vegans. And if you really want meat, there's a pulled pork sandwich and a regular burger. And you can put, you know, uh, meat ba- meat sausage or meat pepperoni on your pizza, that kind of thing. So they do make that available to people, but it's definitely meant to cater to the the plant-based eaters in the community. It's a great, it's a great little spot in Benton Park. It's in a little residential area. Um, it's an old gas station, like an old service station. 
So people who are familiar with Olio, um, where you can open up those big garage doors and like let all the fresh air into the restaurant and beautiful patio seating. Um, it's that kind of setup. It's very relaxed, um, but it's in a great little part of town and, and it's a nice little community area. Now, I keep hearing how popular this place is. Is this something where they will take a reservation? I don't believe no, so. Okay. It's very much a counter service kind of space. Oh, okay, so you are ordering at the counter and then getting your food. But they do have, I mean, we've encountered it a couple of times where like the entire menu is not available because it's so popular and they're running out of food. But if you check their Facebook page, they've been really good about posting what exactly is going to be available so you're not disappointed when you get there. And I will say I've been more recently and they seem to have kind of, that was a lot of opening kinks. They seem to have worked that out. Um, There's been all the entire menu or most of the menu available when I go at like eight o'clock now instead of, I think think they got very rushed at the beginning, which I think speaks to the larger trend of people just being very, very interested in exactly. plant-based dining in St. Louis. I think it's interesting that both of you have men in your life that are vegans. <laughs> and so even though you yourselves are not vegans, you're attracted to this place because you know that they can find something they yeah, like. For sure. Well, and, and at least for me, like I still eat meat, but I try to be very conscientious about where that meat comes from um, and, and where it's sourced and how those animals were, were raised. Um, my partner does it for health reasons. That's why he eats the way that he does. Everybody's sort of got their own personal reasons for, for doing something. And I like that this place kind of caters to to everyone in that vein. And we bought we brought friends of ours who are who are not vegetarian and they eat meat every day and they had a really positive experience and enjoyed it. So I think there really is truly something for everybody there. So that's Utah Station that's now open in Benton Park. And we're talking about that with our friends at Sauce Magazine, Catherine Claney and Mira Nagarajan. Um, and they have a second restaurant that has also opened this month that uh, they're here to tell us about. This one is in the loop, Mira. Yeah, it's called Turmeric, a Turmeric Pan Indian Restaurant and Bar, if you want to get specific. And, and thank you for pronouncing that right. Everyone always says turmeric, yeah. but you got it. <laughs> well, it's um, I guess it comes with the territory of being an Indian person. Um, it's on Del Mar. It's at 6679 Del Mar. It's, um, it's housed in the former Publico space. So it's a really beautiful restaurant. Um, they didn't change the design of that space too much. Um, so there's still that sort of central bar. That's central bar. And then, you know, kind of like these like design elements in there that they kept the same. They closed up the open kitchen space just to keep the diners out of the of the hectic part of the kitchen, but um, it, I thought I you know I went there and I had a really great experience. Their menu is a little bit different. I feel like a lot of Indian restaurants have this sort of formula that they follow that is really comfortable to people who say that they like to go to Indian restaurants. This one is a little bit more elevated in presentation. And I also noticed there's a lot more South Indian dishes on the menu. And my family is South Indian. So I feel like that was super exciting to see. And what would be an example of a South Indian style dish for those of us who, who don't have family there? Well, there's um, they have a little uh, section of the menu called doses oh. or dosas, which are um, thin pan seared rice crepes. They're usually stuffed with something. Sometimes it's potatoes, sometimes it's an, another vegetable. It's served with a like a lentil stew and a, a coconut chutney, which is just like a raw coconut sauce. And the one that I ordered, it's, it's pretty much traditional, but then they put truffle oil in it, which adds a totally different flavor. And it's like little things like that make it really different. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had, so they had this other dish that we tried. It was called the marina shrimp, and it was just spiced shrimp with like a 
you know, pepper tomato sauce, but they served it on a banana leaf, which is kind of a nice touch. I mean, it's it's things like that that make it a little bit more um, different. If you're if you're into going to Indian restaurants and you love your chicken tikka masala, they're going to have that for you. But it's a great way to try other dishes that are pretty traditional. Like they had a coconut stir, uh, an okra stir fry with coconut, shallots, and curry leaves, which is something that my mom literally makes at home. Mm. So it's stuff like that. It's just it's I think it's exciting and it, and it's definitely a new thing for the loop too. So Publico very much had a date night kind of vibe. It felt fancy in there. Would you say that's the case for turmeric as well? I don't think so. I feel like the I mean, I think that the food is a little bit fancier than a typical Indian restaurant, but their service feels pretty casual. Um, they don't have a buffet. It's not that casual. Um, actually, they offer like a when you sit down, you can order a lunch lunch platter and then they refill your your entrees like a buffet would, but you don't have to get up. So I think there are like little touches that make it a little fancier, but it's not fine fine dining, white tablecloth kind of service by any means. You could go on a Wednesday night. Definitely. And and their lunch service is great, too. I think it's a great way to try a bunch of different things. Okay. So speaking of restaurants down in the University City area, I know one of the big pieces of news that dropped within this last month has to do with what's, what is happening at Winslow's home. A longtime favorite. It sounds like some huge changes are going to be coming. Catherine, big can changes, you Big changes. So the, the longtime owner of Winslow's home uh, actually sold Winslow's home to Michael and Tara Galena, who are the co-owners of the you know nationally acclaimed restaurant uh, Vicia in the Central West End, and they are going to basically close it um, for a little bit, revamp a couple of things, and then open it again as Winslow's Table sometime around November later this fall. Um, and you know they they w- when our uh, writer Matt spoke with them they said that you know they've always really liked Winslow's home they attended it personally as guests they actually sourced some of the ingredients from Vicia from Winslow's farm hmm. um, and so they when they had this opportunity to kind of work on another project they really wanted to to you know kind of take the space and sort of embrace the the community and the history that it has there um, but put their own spin on it so it's going to be they're going to reinstate dinner service so dinner was there it went away for a while now it's it's going to come back um, but more a la carte items. It's not going to be more of the tasting menu kind of thing that you get at Vicia. The whole idea is it's going to be more casual. It's You're not going to need a reservation. Um, it's going to be just a more relaxed feel in general. Um, people who are fans of the lunch service at Vicia, um, it's that going to be more of that kind of food. So breakfast items, brunch items, lunch service. Um, and then they're, uh, Tara Galena said they're also going to be doing grab-and-go items. Which um, I love. Isn't yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they, they put so much effort into not wasting anything at Vicia and, and really focusing on that element of it. So it's cool that they're going to make all these different con you know hopefully condiments and sauces and things like that that you'll be able to take and and go and take with you um which they said they wanted to do but they didn't have the space at the central west end um, hmm. location so it's going to be a, a new concept but a f- sort of a familiar feeling um at winslow's at winslow's table and i think it's i'm excited to see what they do there now i always liked going to winslow's home because you could buy a cookbook there you right. could buy a gift are they going to keep up the retail they, they are not going to keep the retail i believe i think they're going to keep it focused on the the restaurant um and and the food service. I don't believe they're keeping the retail. Do you know if they're keeping the counter service element? I don't know that yet. And, and okay. I don't know if they've I don't know if they've announced that yet. So that's the scoop on Winslow's table, which um, hopes to be open again by November. November. And if people want one last taste of Winslow's home, are they still open for now? 
I need to double check. I want to say they're they're open in September, but I would I would have to double check that. Okay, so if you're headed over there for lunch, make sure you Google it right. first. <laughs> um, they are not the only big name chefs with some plans. Um, what is Mike Randolph up to, Mira? Oh, Mike and uh, Liz Randolph, they're a super power couple, restaurant couple. They have half and half. So if you've been to half and half, that's their their restaurant. They used to have the Good Pie. They ran Publico, and now they're opening um, Original Jay's Tex-Mex Barbecue, which is so perfect for them because they've had open fires in their restaurant since they started the Good Pie in 2008 with that Neapolitan-style wood-burning pizza oven. And over the years, they've really perfected cooking with fire. And so that's why I think this is going to be super exciting. There, it's going to be centered around Texas-style barbecue. So he mentioned the brisket with a minimalist dry rub, um, salt and pepper being that minimalist dry rub, very basic. <laughs> very minimalist. <laughs> but he wants to really draw out the flavor of the meat and let that shine. And um, I think there are plans to use that brisket in other dishes like tacos, bowls. They're going to have a bunch of sides like guacamole. They mentioned a kale with cotija cheese as a side. So there's like, it seems to be that there's going to be some vegetarian sides that are really great. And then if you're loving brisket, you can get your straight beef brisket. And if you want like a Tex-Mex style thing, they have tacos too. So it sounds like a little bit of everything, but I think that this totally fits in with their restaurants and that they've done in the past and so and their restaurants in the past include Publico which yeah, we were right. just talking about yeah and it's the it's circle of life here today exactly. on the show exactly our uh, our colleague heather is uh went to college in texas and is very excited yeah. for this concept. She's She's been missing her Texas barbecue, so she's very excited for And this. remind us, Original Jay's Tex-Mex Barbecue, w- what space is that going into? It's going to be at 7359 Forsyth, so it's the old Fortels, the old Fortels mm-hmm. Pizza Den, if you're familiar with that. It's like right U on City that U-City Clayton edge. Where the parking is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully they... <laughs> Maybe they'll fix that. Maybe right, they'll fix right. it. Mike Randolph can fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Catherine, tell us, what is Rick Lewis up to? Speaking of other beloved Love it. Same For sure. Shop. So this isn't really a new restaurant, but it's sort of a different concept. So if you're familiar with Grace Meat and Three in the Grove, that's Rick Lewis's uh, restaurant there. And he and his wife, Alyssa Lewis, are going to be opening Grace Chicken and Fish, which is going to be a window service outdoor kind of thing where they're going to serve fried chicken, fried catfish, shrimp and tofu uh, until 3 a.m. So the Grove is known for its nightlife. They're open late night. And Rick and Alyssa were saying that they really wanted to take advantage of that nightlife service without necessarily opening the entire restaurant. Um, so that's Grace Chicken and Fish is going to be very casual. Oh, you know, it's window, literally a window that you'll walk up to outside, order your food, sit outside. They're going to be mixing and matching some of their protein. You can customize it with ten different sauces. They're going to have some fry, you know, some fry options and build your own fries. Um, but it's it's just going to be a very casual, relaxed sort of atmosphere, and it's going to be another late night spot, which the Grove is increasingly getting some really good late night eats in that area. So I'm excited to see. That's such a perfect yeah. neighborhood for it too. It's like you can't support like that late night scene enough, almost with, like all the little music venues yeah. and bars and stuff. So I'm really excited. And who doesn't about want that. 3 a.m. chicken fingers? I mean, that's, that's a the great key idea to ending a great night. <laughs> I mean, really, as you mentioned earlier, drunk food. Yes. Again, exactly. we're coming full circle. You need to you need to close out the night with something in your stomach, and that's a great way to do it. Well, we are out of time today. I want to thank you both so much for coming here. Uh, Catherine Claney and Mira Nagarajan, thank you so much for being our guests today and giving us your pick for the restaurants this month. Thank Thank you. you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.